We come to you, Lord, today, and we ask you to, God, teach us, Lord, and change us, Lord, and, and, and mold us, God, and make our hearts different, God, so that today when we leave, it wouldn't be the same, God, so that we could, we could step one more, make one more step towards you, God, so that we could make, guess what, that God, so that we could sacrifice something else for you, Lord, and not really sacrifice, but, but to just give it up, God, because, because it hinders us to follow you, God, from following you, Lord. I ask you so that after leaving today, God, we would have more, we would have more of knowledge of you, God, so that we would know you better, God, so that we would know you in a different way, God, and, and I ask you that you would open up, open yourself up to, to everybody personally, God, so that it would be individual to each person, God. And Father, I, I don't ask you to, to help me preach. I don't ask you to help me say anything, God. I, I ask you to, to do it, God. I ask you to do it, Lord, because there's nothing, God, that I can bring, God, if it, if it won't be you, Lord. And Father, we thank you so much for your presence. I know that you're here already. You were here from the very beginning. You were waiting for us here, God, and we were waiting for this moment as well, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We worship you, God. Glorify your holy name in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I don't know how about you guys, but I was, I was there in the back praying, and, and even though it was worship, it was loud, and, you know, it was, to me, it felt like at a certain moment, I just felt God just dawn in this place, just fill this place, and it felt like the glory of God just filled this place, and I wanted, I was like, man, if it would even be just completely quiet I would still hear God and <laughs> there would be worship going on and I could I could I could I could almost say that I could you know hear the angels worship like they worship you know like the heaven worship that's what it felt like and it happens you know when it happens when you hear like a loud you know a, a really really loud sound blast and you're like it's quiet and that's how I felt but I felt I mean it was it's hard to deny that God is here I I, I think if we if we want to, we will find him because he makes himself, he, he allows us to find him. He allows us to be, he allows himself to be found. I know that for sure. And I want, I, I kind of, a quick sideways, right? I didn't even start yet, but still. Uh, I saw, I saw a sticker today that said, it was an interesting thing because you don't see that very often now, but it said, if you really love people, tell them the truth, you know? And I was like, man, this is exactly the opposite of what we're doing right now. Uh, this is exactly the opposite of what the society and community teaches and, and what different beliefs and worldviews and, meth and you know, methodologies of how to make humanity happy. And, and it's like, really, tell them the truth. And, and, and I was like, if I would just have this one truth to tell them, I would say, you know, Accept Jesus Christ as your savior, or go to hell. <laughs> this is probably this is probably it because this is just the gist of it. I mean, it's like, what? Where are you going? I mean, are you following God? Are you are you open to God, or are you, you know, are you following your own ways and 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 follow and go into hell, right? And not say like go to hell, not to send them to hell, but this is the two choices. And I was like, we, you know, this is not this is this. I would probably be called a hater if I would say that, right? But this is the best truth I know, and this is actually the, the truth that I know. If, and if I tell them that because I love them, I'll be thought a hater, right? Because this is not a nice thing to say, or you need to tell them and tell them differently and stuff like that. But this is kind of what we're going to talk about today. So I want to ask you to make sure that you, like, you let, your, you let God to enlighten your heart so that today whenever, you know, when God, God wants to talk to us and not for no, you know, not, there is, there is a reason why he wants to talk to us, right? Because if it would be perfect, if it would be holy, um, there would be nothing to change about us. It, there, you know, there's not, no room for us to grow. There is absolutely nothing for us to change. We're just like him right now in this moment. And, you know, what else can we learn from him? Because, you know, we're, you know, holy, perfect, right? So, I want all of us to open up our hearts to make sure that we let God reveal things in our hearts. And, and I want to start, I want to challenge you to do that. And I, wanna, I want to see if there's anybody here today who thinks that Bible is not God's, you know, not, not spirit-inspired word, is not God's authoritative 
um, message to humanity, I mean to, to human, to mankind, whatever. Like I want, I want to see if there is anybody who thinks that right now, who thinks that Bible is not the one and only and true and holy word of God. Okay, that's good because I want to make sure that we don't have anybody who thinks that way. So now that we all know that the Bible, that's God's holy word, then we can base all of our the teaching, the preaching, our, our life, we can base it on that, right? So, so kind of, I, I don't know if I, I even have a name for, for today's message, but I think the, the overall topic is, is the fear of God. And, you know, it's not popular, and, and I was reading what people think about fear of God and about God's sovereignty, and, and it seems like, it, it seemed to me after I read, like, 100 and maybe 150 comments about um, or people's opinions it seemed that actually people are sovereign and God isn't you know it, it I felt like God is their subject and and then and then I started reading about the fear of God and people people started writing things like well you know uh, in Deuteronomy it said uh, fear the Lord and you know and serve him alone serve him only and Jesus quoted that as worship God and, you know, and love him only. And they said, well, this is the translation error. And then they went to First John and they said, hey, it shows that there's no fear in perfect, you know, in, in perfect love, kind of casts out all fear. And then, and then to those two scriptures in a, you know, supposed uh, translation error, which it was not a translation error. Jesus quoted the scripture, or maybe he didn't even quote it. Maybe it was a different thing he was saying. They based their, you know, their, you know, their suggestion that there's no fear. You know, you shouldn't fear God. And fear is that the exact phrase was, devil wants us to have fear so that we would um, not experience God, get God's love fully. And it's, it's such a, you know, it's such a lie that there is no fear of God. I just wanted to say that out loud and, and up front because there's, there's really not much that keeps us, you know, that if, if we... If we try to, maybe I'll, I'll get to that later, but what I want to say is this thought, this kind of overall thought is that fear of God is such an amazing tool in your life that it will help you to, to overcome idols, to get rid of idols. It will help you to overcome sin. It will help you to make the right decisions, and it will help you to not flake out when, you're, when you will be tested, and everybody will be tested that's that's guaranteed and and whether whether you follow you know whether you want to follow God I mean once you once you decide to follow God wholeheartedly that's when your test begins right away so one thing that I've noticed um, that happens to 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 Christians a lot recently is we get to this point where some things go wrong Something is, is, you know, maybe a mistake, a failure, or whatever. You know, something happened to us. Uh, you know, we, you know, our business failed, or uh, somebody stole something from us, or somebody caused us harm, and we immediately start, you know, to think, who is wrong? Is it I'm wrong, or is God wrong? You know, <laughs> did, did God not, you know, look out for me? Or, or, or maybe it's, um, you know, he you know, he didn't plan my day right or whatever. I prayed to him and he didn't check his emails and, you know, he didn't know that I needed his protection today and I prayed. And, and we start to, we start to get into this, this philosophical discussion and, and I just wanted to tell you that, you know, you are wrong <laughs> right away. You're always wrong because God is always right. <laughs> and if there is an argument and, and, and I mean, are you going to take him to court? I mean, what are you going to do? Like, Job tried to, to deal with God, right, and figure out who was right and who was wrong. And I just want to tell us that we are looking to justify ourselves when we should be judging ourselves, really. And, and I, I just find it in myself. As soon as I let my flesh to, to um, you know, as soon as I let my flesh to, you know, as soon as I try to justify it, it becomes so tricky. It's like, you, you know, it's like, I feel like it has a law firm, you know, that tries to find a loophole in everything the Bible says and everything I decide to do. Like, 
uh, I decided, uh, I'll, I'll tell you this, like personal example, I, I, I decided not to eat sweets uh, and for, you know, and I love sweets or love, maybe I love sweets still, but I don't eat them anymore. But anyway, I decided not to eat any sweets. And I tell you this, the definition of what sweets are, <laughs> that was like one of the hardest discussions I, I had with myself. It was like, you know, it's like, is, is, is it dark chocolate or is it chocolate? Or I mean, is it uh, not a, or anything that's non-cake is not a sweet, you know? And, uh, and it's like, or are fruits sweet too? I mean, let's be honest. And then I was like, I was like, man, I was like, how is it? I mean, how is it? It's like something that you want. You're going to justify that instead of judging that, right? It's like, I was like, I want it. And I was like, man, this is, it's just food. <laughs> That's all it is. And it's so hard to decide. And what, what happens when God tells you, hey, uh, you know, about that, uh, you know, about that, you know, car you wanted, right? Uh, you're not going to have it. You're going to, not going to have it because I need you to go to, you know, a couple mission trips here. Uh, yeah, or I want you to give this money away. Or, hey, you just got a car you wanted? Or you just got that iPad or, or whatever? I want somebody else to have it. I mean, how are we going to react to that? I, I know myself, I don't react to that well. I, it's, it's, there, are different, there are people that react to that awesome. I, I call them crazy. They just give stuff away easily. I mean, they feel better when somebody else has it rather than themselves having it. But I'm not like that. Um, and, I was, and I was thinking how our flesh has, it has such an argumentative authority. I mean, such... It's just, it's, I mean, it would, it would probably finish law school like this, right? <laughs> if, it, if you think about it, it's just, how do you come up with, with arguments that you never thought of about? And, and I mean, I, I, I think I have an answer to that, but it's, I don't want to go there. So, I want to talk about testing, right? I, I don't know why, I, I recently, I recently saw like a week or two, I, I, I was seeing dreams that I, and please don't laugh. It's, 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 I mean, I want to stay alive. I want to be preaching the gospel. I want to do a lot for God. I want to be there for my kids and, and, and family and my wife. But I saw so many dreams of, uh, of you know, giving your, your life up for Christ. And it was, I don't know if it's just my dreams, you know, my, I was thinking about, like, going, I, I tell some people that I, you know, I don't know if I will ever, ever, ever be able to go to Sudan, because I'm afraid of it, you know, I know that it's, like, one of the worst countries to be in for Christians, and to go and preach the gospel there, I'm not, <laughs> this is just, like, beyond me, and so I saw some dreams of, you know, of being, um, uh, being, like, beaten to death in Sudan, and then being, uh, like it was like 20 years from now, and and the society changed completely to where they the word God is not even legal, and to believe anything is not legal because science has proved so much. Even though all it proves is that God exists, <laughs> and that there's something bigger that we don't understand and that don't know. But I've seen those multiple dreams of of being burned, being being beaten to death, being shot to death for in it and. And I was waking up, I man, I was waking up at like 3 a.m. I was like, God, tell me who to go to testify to. I don't care, <laughs> you know, because I did not, I, I'm alive. <laughs> I, I didn't die. And I was like, I was dying. I was telling my wife goodbye. I was telling the kids goodbye in my dream. And it was so real. And the reason I'm saying that, because before I've seen dreams, like a few years ago, I've seen multiple dreams where I, when I had the same decisions to make, and I, did, I don't know if I made the right decision, or it would, it would be interrupted before I would have to make the decision. And I was like, God, I want to know. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I don't know if, it, if a dream tells you any, tells anything or not, but I wanted to know. I wanted to, uh, somewhere I want to experience that where I make a decision to stand for you. And, you know, trust me, I got those opportunities. One at work, it was like one big opportunity called John, you know, I love the guy, but, but he, he tried to, he tried to bust everything that I would stand on, everything I believed, everything I knew, uh, it's like, it just, it, it 
felt to me like he could prove the, that, that God exists and that Christianity is true and then and then go and um, and go and prove that it doesn't you know like that's how much he knows and he knows the Bible like crazy and and I'm like, you know the Bible, and you know everything. Why don't you just become a Christian? <laughs> but, you know, that wasn't a good argument. But anyway, I decided, I was like, I was like, God, even if, even if he will trash me right now, and, he, and I will have no arguments, and I honestly did not have arguments for everything, but, but God gave me wisdom to answer to him. And if you would see our text messages, they were like two, three pages long. And um, when we were when we would talk about God, and it would take two three hours to talk about uh, with him about whether God exists or not, and 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 I was like God, I, I just made this decision. I was like God, even if He just you know just puts me you know brings me so low and you know leaves me naked, and I just have I mean like you know, logically naked, right? Like where I have no nothing at all to say in response to what He says. Like I'm gonna do that <laughs> because. I don't want to be a flake. I don't want to, because I love you, really. I really love you. And I really want somebody to stand up. And I really want somebody to not shut up and say, hey, you know what? Maybe I don't have a scientific answer for you, but God does exist. And you know what? He gets pissed off every time I say that. <laughs> and I'm like, I got something, you know? <laughs> Maybe I don't have, don't have the scientific answers and, and, and arguments, but man, I can. I, I have the stubbornness, and <laughs> I'm just not going to let it go. And, and, and you know what? The funny thing is, people like that, they, they, he's the, I mean, I'm the only one he respects in the whole company. He, I'm the only one he doesn't talk, I mean, it's like people came up to me and they said, what did you do to John? Because he doesn't badmouth you. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, he should be, actually, because he actually, you know, I would be the person he would say everything that he can only say about. But anyway, we're good friends. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, uh, he doesn't, he knows it, that I'm praying for him, and I believe that he will, his life will be changed. But I believe he will be like somebody, like Apostle Paul. Like, once he turns around, he will go for God like crazy, and... Uh, but, you know, maybe it's a long road. But anyway, so as I was saying, right, we will be tested. Our faith will be tested, and what we are based on will be tested. And I just, I just uh, didn't even, like, didn't even uh, list out everybody in the Bible, but I just wrote down some names. Uh, Eve was tested, right? First, like a perfect world, perfect, she was tested. Moses and the people of Israel were tested. Saul was tested, and David was tested. Isaiah was tested. Jonah was tested. I like Jonah because it, he's very interesting. I know he acts, he, he carries out what we think and how we work with God. God tells us to do something, and that's how we start. We start taking ships the exact opposite direction. direction in our mind, but he just acted it out. You know, he went and took a ship <laughs> just the, the other direction. And, and I think God, God loved that honesty, too. You know, so Jonah was tested, and Jesus, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, was tested, right? And tested, right? Why? I mean, why? I was wondering, like, you know, some people say that God, you know, God... Um, some people argue that there is free will and there, there isn't. And, and I know that we do have free will. I know that we can be good or we can choose to be good or bad, follow God or, or you know, follow in the evil ways. We, we can choose whatever we want to we do. It's not like we can get away with that, but, but we can choose to do something at the present moment where we have a choice. We can, we can, we can do it. We can do it. And even if somebody subdues us physically, in our mind, nobody can hold us captive. I mean, in our mind, we are free to believe whatever we want, right? And you guys probably heard about that story, right? When, uh, when a kid was getting up in the car and standing up, and the dad would say, sit down. And he would get up and sit down. And then dad goes and just, sit down, I said. And the kid, the kid goes, okay, I'm sitting, but in my mind, I'm still standing, <laughs> right? And this is exactly how we are sometimes. I just, this is exactly how we are sometimes. And and we do have free will. But I'm wondering why is God, why is God, you know, allowing us to have free will and not 
given us, you know, some chip or some program where we always want to do right and we do right and that's all we do is right, you know, like we're robots, right? Because, because I understand that there's something better that God wants. He wants somebody who has been tested, who had the choice to do something else, to, to betray him, but didn't. Because that shows true love. I mean, that shows true, you know, true allegiance, right? That shows who, what you really want. And, and, and about testing, I want to tell you that, you know, none of us will be tested. So whatever you think, you will never be tested about what you can handle. So in other words, you know, you will not be given, you know, you won't, God won't ask you to withstand a, a greater weight or pressure than you can withstand. And he enabled you to withstand. So that would not be, he, that would, I mean, this is God's justice, right? Because he gives us, he gives us what we can withstand. But at the same time, testing, it always feels like, you are about to fail. I mean, it, it feels like this is the hardest, the hardest decision I ever had to make in my life. It, it will be true if, if you have to fight sin, temptation, you know, different decisions, when you need to make sacrifices, you will face that, and, and this is how it will feel. And maybe when you step over that, and maybe when, you, by God's grace, you go through that, then you will, you will think, really, I was fighting with that, right? But it's funny because only we know, only God knows and us how hard it was. But then I, I noticed that um, testing, kind of like you look at, uh, you look at, uh, at, at the way that Eve was tested, at the way that um, Moses or, or people of Israel were tested, at the way that Saul was tested, at the way that David was tested, at the way that Jesus was tested. It, it seems like, particularly in, in, you know, in the case of people of Israel, when they, when they got out of Egypt and Jesus, they were in the wilderness, right? Where you don't have supply and abundance, when you don't have your usual life, you, you are alone, like in Jesus' case, he was alone. In Saul's case, he was also left alone because people were pressing on, pressing against him, right? They were, they were, they were you know, they started leaving him. I mean, only 600 people left right? And he was forced to go, well, that's what he said, right? He was forced to go and sacrifice and didn't wait for Samuel. And all of those tests will, will happen in, uh, in, in, in loneliness, usually. I mean, you will feel lonely. You will feel like there's nobody who can help you, who understands you, like nobody who cares. And, and also it will be like, you know, in wilderness, it's, it's super hot during the day, it's super cold at night, right? It's like, it's those extremes. It would be feeling like life is, is picking up this boat and just throwing it left and right, up and down, and you just feel like, you know, the, the ground was taken from under you and you're just in free fall. So, I mean, knowing that helps you recognize when you get tests. When you get tested, you, you realize when you feel like you're being shaken, you know, like there's a storm going on, or if you feel alone, or you feel like torn apart, torn away from everybody, at you're being tested <laughs> most likely that's when that's when the decision to that's when the decision that will determine whether you want to follow God or you want to follow your own ways that's when those decisions come and as I said you know fear of God will help us to make those decisions because when we get into into those storms we get we are immediately in the land of feelings right we start feeling we you know what we feel like we feel uncertain we feel lost we feel betrayed we feel lonely as i said right we feel powerless but i realize that you know if somebody comes to me right now and 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 puts a gun to my head and says you know renounce christ or i'm going to shoot you what is the only thing i'm just wondering feelings I know what kind of feelings I'm going to have. What's going to happen to my family? What's going to happen to my wife? How about, I mean, what are they going to do? Um, what am I going to do? I mean, what if he shoots me and he doesn't even kill me right away, <laughs> right? And I'm just laying here like half dead. And, and, and what if I'm left uh, disabled? And, and what, I mean, what? I mean, what? There's so much. I mean, is it, is it really it? Does God want me to die? I mean, just feelings right away. Feelings, right? And logic. And there's something that, there's something that that need that that has that we have to have that's above that that's that's beyond that's at a level higher than logic and reason and feelings and that that only thing is the fear of God, because because in those situations you don't think straight, 
<laughs> I mean, you don't feel right. You don't. You don't think straight. It's. I mean, I. I've noticed that. Like, if you if you fast, like. <sighs> Take that, right? It's like a mini test, right? You you start fast fasting, and you know you just uh, yesterday night you ate so good that you know you wake up you don't wanna, you don't even want to have breakfast, right? And then you think, man, I got it, right? Three days, piece of cake, right? And then 5 p.m. rolls in, and you feel like you're gonna die. <laughs> you're just you just don't even have energy to to, to move your feet. It's like, you know. Honey, are you sure I need to go to the store right now and get something? Honey, are you? Can you please get the kids into bed because I'm, you know, I feel like I cannot move. I shouldn't move, you know. I shouldn't move anything, you know. And 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 then you start feeling cold and a headache, and it's like everything is pressuring you to go and you know to go and have juice because juice is okay, right? But you say you're gonna fast, right? Right? You guys, I know you know it. I like it. <laughs> this is so alive. I like it. <laughs> right? And, and it's like, what you going to do? Right? I mean, are you going to... I mean, what happens? I mean, what happens? The reason I'm talking about fear of God, the reason I'm talking about dying for, for Christ, because if we... If we get to into a position, if we get ready to die for Christ, then we will be so much more open to just live for Him and serve Him. Because it, it, it just is that way. I mean, we have to make a decision to, to be able to die for Him and, and to, to, to suffer for Him and, to, you know, and to, to, you know, to give our lives for Him quickly or slowly. Right? Quick death, death or slow death, right? Which slow death is even worse than quick death but we need to be able we need to I want I know that it's not popular I know it's not a fun subject uh, but I honestly find myself thinking about it sometimes when I just go on this you know dream trip and I'm just thinking in my mind like would I really I mean how much am I going to pay for him I mean how much am I going to lay down for him and 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 you know trust me I have this I know that I might get tested I know that. I understand that the more you talk about it, the more you call this on yourself. And it, trust me, I'm not talking about this as fun as, as something like you know, you know, a, like you know, a joyride in your in your mind. This is not what I'm talking about. I, I'm, I'm. This is. I mean, to me, this is serious. Even though I'm joking, but this is, this is serious stuff. And I just wanted to go through a few things about how we get, like we talked that we need something more than logic and feelings, right? And, and we, you know, we get, we get to know God. To, to get fear of, of, of the Lord, you need to understand who He really is, right? We, you know, it's, it's really easy to say, you know, have fear of the Lord, but, but then it's really what, what is driving that? And kind of the overall thought that I wanted to to give you is it's in Matthew 10:28 and it says do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell and the reason i bring that that scripture up is if you think about it you we are made in a way where we will we will fear or honor and respect the greatest authority Right, and and I just want to figure out right now who is the greatest authority, <laughs> and I'm saying that this is God, as the Bible says. So, and I mean, there's there's a lot of other scriptures, but I want to go off of this one. It says, "Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but kill the soul." Right, rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So, a lot of people are afraid of hell more than they are afraid of not going to heaven, and. You know what, I, I, I think, you know, burning in hell and, and, you know, and being forever, forever, like, a lot of people are afraid to be killed, right? Because we're afraid of this physical pain, and we don't think about what happens, because at a certain point, you die, right? You're killed, you, you know, you didn't take care of your health, you die early, 
you time it's time for you to go and an accident happens we'll all die at a certain point and and then that you know our physical pain won't matter at that point right then there is somebody who decides what happens to real you right and only God can put us into his presence only God can take us up into heaven only God can make sure that we're not just not in hell but we are with him in his presence in heaven. And, you know, thinking about that, thinking about who he really is, that the whole earth, I mean, that everything is in its place just because he said he said it would be, that gravity is, is, is in place just because he said, that just because he put it in place. I mean, if you think about it, it's like an exercise. I, I always wanted to do this. I want to think about how great he is, how many things depend on him, how many things are in his control and, and, and in his, you know, and in his power. It makes you realize who he is, and that helps you understand how small you are, and, 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 and that helps you get on these tracks of, you know, getting, acquiring the fear of God. Because, I mean, I, I mean, it, it, I know that our, you know, different people get knowledge of God and, and, and understanding of God differently. And I was thinking about a few different ways how, like, some people get it through, you know, personal experiences, right? You, right? Your, you know, daily life, you, you notice some, you, you ask God to help you or to answer, and you just notice that something, you didn't make some decision just because it didn't work out, and you then realize that it would be a trap for you, and God helped you and and it and he just had mercy right and and you kind of got this miracle or answer in your life and that's something that you use and you build your confidence in God you build you build your knowledge of God or gain gain more personal knowledge of God right and then there's you know reading of reading of the word and coming to church and and you know being in prayer services and listening to sermons and stuff like that and you know sometimes there are divine revelations which we all need to get like Peter, when he, when he said, you know, you're the Christ, you're the Messiah, right? He got it. I mean, like nobody opened, nobody told him that, and that was not a popular thought. And he got that because, you know, he got it directed from the Spirit. But no matter what it is, all of those things, they build our, they build our knowledge of God, and they, they help us really understand. Because when we discover him, we, 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 I mean, we stand in awe. I mean, if we would see, if... You know, the Bible says that multiple times, right? I, I saw God, I saw the Lord, and so I will, I'll die now, right? And why die? Because this is so overwhelming, because this is just crazy. I mean, you, you can't, I mean, we can't comprehend him. We can't fit him. I mean, our, our brain, our, our emotions, our heartbeat, is that all of that is not even enough to get all of God. Because if we would, if we would I mean, we would, our systems would fail. Only our spirit would survive that. And... And, and thinking of that, I mean, that gaining more of knowledge and understanding of God help us, helps us to understand who he is and helps us to gain that fear. And I wanted to go through, through the example of Job. I, 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 went, I got a few scriptures. I will go to Job 1, chapter 1. Uh, and I, I was, it's amazing, but it's first and the last chapters that I got the verses from. So... Um, so verse, first verse, it says, In the land of Uz, right? I hope that's how you pronounce it. There lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. So it says that he feared God. And if you go to verse 7, it, you go, um, it says that all the angels came in to present themselves before the Lord. And verse 7 says, The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord. This is a really interesting answer. It made me think a lot. Satan answered the Lord from roaming through throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. And I was like, what was he doing, I wonder? I bet he was looking out for, for those people that claim they're, you know, they love God <laughs> and they shun evil. They, you know, they, you know, they will go away from evil. They, that he's like, how about I'm going to pick Job? I you know I found I found my target, right? And he goes, you know, going back and forth. So the Lord, then the Lord said to Satan, "Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one 
on earth like him. I mean, that's a good thing to be, you know, to have that uh, reputation. And it's a bad thing, too, because <laughs> you're number one, <laughs> number one in line, right? And he says, he says, he's blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. This is how God knew him. I mean, it's like Job was like, he was so many things, right? He was wise and he was, he was prosperous. He had, you know, if you, you know, convert into um, today's, uh, today's, you know, today, then it would be like, you know, he owns a lot of stock and real estate and, you know, and stuff like that. And, and um, he has businesses and, you know, he has sons and daughters. His life is taken care of, right? But God didn't care about any of that. I mean, God did not, didn't notice that. He said, he's blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. And look what the next thing that Satan does is, he says, does Job fear God for nothing, right? This is, it just seems like it, you know, starts by talking about Job doing all of these great things and mentions that he fears God. And then, and God puts more stress on the fear of God. And then Satan picks up that one thing, <laughs> right? Does Job fear God for nothing, right? And then he starts to say, you know, you put a hedge around him and you, you know, did that and this and this. And it says, if, he, if you will stretch out your hand and touch him, he will surely curse you, right? And, and that's the test. That's the testing that comes in. And, and look that it was, I mean, fear was one of the key things here. And look at this thing. When, you know, the next few verses are talking about how everything, like in one day, collapsed. Like everything he knew, really nothing, nothing was left. I mean, absolutely everything was gone. Can you imagine, like, right now, um, you know, your friends are gone, your money is gone, your job is gone, your, 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 your degree, if you have one, is gone, your business is gone, everything's gone right now. I mean, like, there's nobody except maybe, you know, like, a, a friend or a wife who will tell you, curse God and die. Imagine yourself in that situation, right? And look what it says, verse 20. It says, at this Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship. Fell to the ground in worship. <laughs> we like to worship God when, you know, we get a promotion. We get, uh, you know, we buy something for cheap or we found, you know, 100 bucks in our pocket, right? It's, it's immediately easy to worship God. No, I'm serious. Seriously, this is how it is, right? We go, we're like, God, I worship you. You're such a great God. You're, you're God of goodness and, you know, whatever else. Thank you so much for helping me find that extra, you know, 100 bucks or 20 bucks or whatever, right? I'm, I'm wondering who, I mean, if you get into an accident, you know, and it's at fault, it was your fault, and you, and you, you know, have, you know, you only covered the liability. So your car is totaled and, you know, you lost money, right? That's it. Who gets out of the car, falls on the ground and says, worship, I worship you, Lord. You know, you're so great. I mean, who does that? Seriously. Who would get out and say, God, I came to this earth without this car, and I'm going to go away without it, right? It's like, no, I'm serious. This is, but, but, but this is, I mean, this is what Job does. He says, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken. May the name of the Lord be praised. I'm just thinking, thinking what would prevent him? I mean, I'm not even saying what would help him say words like that but what would prevent him from cursing God and saying God you you, you failed me I, I bet that it's the fear of God this is the only thing that made him do the right decision that made him and I know that in that because he was practicing that he was thinking about it he was dwelling on that I know that he was like hey I want to curse God right now my flesh wants to do that I'm going to do just the opposite and that's what he did there because I don't think he I don't think he felt like praising God, I, I really don't think he felt like that. I mean, I don't think anybody would feel like that. But, but listen, uh, look at what he, what, after the conversation with, with God in chapter 42, verse 2, it says, um, Job replies, right? I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. It's after losing everything. He's still in that. He is still in that. Um, 
he's still in that, uh, in that state where he lost everything. He's still broke. I mean, not just broke. I mean, he has leprosy. He's, I mean, he would much, he would pay to die right now and go to God. I mean, he would do everything if he could to do that, right? But, but uh, he says, no purpose of yours. No purpose of yours. God, you had a purpose in doing all of this? This is what Job says. And you know when he says that? After about four chapters of God telling him how he designed things in this world. After about four chapters of God saying, hey, you want to you wanna argue with me? Get up. Get up and we're going to talk. And after four chapters of God telling him where he stores snow and, 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 and just things that are just amazing that, that, that scientists don't know still. A ton of those things scientists don't know. You know what? They, they can tell me that science can do this and that and all of that stuff. Can, can scientists explain when a baby, like, I don't know, I think the baby is like five months old or six months old, somebody takes a, a razor and cuts the opening on the eyes, right? Those, those, those eyelids, it's, it's one thing. They are born with that thing, with the eye completely covered, right? So who does that in the mother's womb? Who makes them two? Do scientists know? They don't. And there's a lot of things that they don't. And I'm saying that after four chapters of, of God pretty much discussing, discussing how great he is, Job gets this, you know, gets even deeper into fear of God. And he says, no purpose of yours can be thwarted, right? So it's like it puts him into, into a, even uh, a bigger understanding of who God is and and. and, and even when we, we don't understand, even when we feel that it's not fair. And by the way, fair, don't expect fair in this life, right? There, there's not going to be anything fair. It's, it, and the further you go into this life, the less fair it gets. It will be, I mean, it wasn't fair for Jesus to die for all of us, right? I mean, it's like biggest example. It was just, it was God's justice, but it was not fair. So, you know, fair, you know, lose that word because we're not going to be using that a lot. And a um, few more things further on. It says in uh, chapter 42, verses 5 and 6, it says, My ears have had heard of you, but, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. He is still in that position. He's, I mean, he's <laughs> like, you know, life is horrible, right? We would call this life unfair and and every other, you know, human-friendly word, you know, that, that wants to protect our own, ourselves, our flesh. But he says, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes, right? I mean, what? I mean, really, like, how do you get to that? Like, I mean, it's funny. It's funny to myself. I keep, I mean, I, it, it makes, it, I mean, I, I start laughing at this because I just can't understand. This is like, I mean, it, this is beyond me, but... How do you get to that, right? It's, it's after, and he said, I have heard of you, right? And hearing is one thing. And it says, now my eyes have seen you. <laughs> so when you see God move in your life, you get to a level, you get to a level of fear. And it's not a bad thing. Fear is not, fear of God is not a bad thing. And it says, you know, he goes to, to a level where he says, I despise myself. Because I think, I mean, I was... I mean, I know I haven't say, sinned by saying anything against you. That's what the Bible says. But he's like, I mean, I probably should have done better. And I mean, I, I would dream to do like Job did. But he says, I should have done better. That's pretty much what he's saying. And I say that there's, there's, really, there's really nothing we can depend on for thinking straight, for for. For, for, you know, for making the right decisions. There's nothing we can count on besides God's, besides God's fear. And a couple more verses. Proverbs 14, 26. As whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress, and for their children it will be a refuge. And I love it because it says, what is a secure fortress, right? It's, it's when those feelings start pressuring, pressuring you. It's when... When the situations, you know, they, they, they kind of, um, they, you know, creep you into a corner, and then you're, you, you, that's it, you know. And if you have a secure fortress, 
What do you do? What do you do with the fortress? You run into it, right? And you're safe right away. And and this is this is this is what what it is. This is what the fear of the Lord gives us. And also Ecclesiastes 12:13 says, "Now all has been heard. Here's the conclusion of the matter: Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind." And this is like sometimes do you find yourself purposeless in this life? I mean, do you do you find like you're you're chasing the wind, like, I mean, you're chasing, I mean, that phrase, I love that phrase, it's chasing the wind, it's like you're putting effort, you're chasing it, right, I mean, I don't know if you've chased somebody who's much faster than you, I have, it's very exhausting, and, and, and then if you're, you're, you're chasing somebody who you want to bring down and hurt them, right, because they were, they're so fast, but, but, but you're chasing the wind, right, I mean, it's like, what, I mean, it's like, it's nonsense, right, but this is where we will find ourselves. If we don't try to fear the Lord and keep His commands, this is where we will find ourselves, chasing the wind. Because, I, I mean, it's nice to have a good life. It's, it's not a bad thing. But sometimes we chase that life. We chase having things in life, having being, you know, driving nice cars, having a nice house, you know, having nice clothes, whatever. I mean, whatever it is, eating, eating good or, you know, gadgets, toys, whatever you want, you call it, you know what it is, right? Each one of you know what it is. But it's, it's like we chase that. So often we just chase that. And, and at the end, we will figure out what was worth it, what was not. I know, I bet that once this life is over, we will find ourselves that, man, I should have done more. Man, I should have you know, feared God and kept His commandments more and fulfilled His commandments more than I did before. And, you know, I just, uh, I just want to start praying. And, and what I want us to be praying for, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think anybody can, I don't think I can come to you and give you a shot of fear of God and now you're good for six months. I mean, nobody, nobody can put fear into us. It's, it's ourselves if we will decide to, you know, if we will seek to see God, if we will, if we will, if we will want God to literally get into our lives, invade our lives, and, 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 you know, be welcome when it's convenient and when it's inconvenient. That's when we will see him. That's when we will know those great things. That's when he will ask us questions that will prove that we are bankrupt, that we have nothing. And you know what? I was afraid of that before. Now I'm all for it because I want God, I want God to show himself bigger than I am. I want him to be bigger in my life than, than, than I am in my life. I, I want, because there's me, I mean, I know what I can do. I mean, I, I know my goodness will end in some, you know, some charity work or giving 25 bucks to, you know, somewhere every month and saying, I'm help, I'm supporting this organization and, you know, not tell everybody that what I'm doing, but just, just to sound good, just to look good, just, just, just to be good. But I mean, being good counts for nothing. I mean, it counts for nothing because if we have, if we don't have God, I mean, we have nothing. If we, if we don't have God, if we are not at God's disposal, we're missing out. I know that we are. I know that I know it, it sounds good right now. I know I'll go back to, to my daily life. And I know that, you know, we will have, my wife and, I'll, and I will have to make decisions. And they will, won't always be easy. But it's, it's when you make those decisions for God, that's when you become richer and richer and richer in heaven. That's when you become God's friend. That's when, that's when God knows you by name. And He knows you by your personality. And He knows you. And that's when, that's when, you know, some temptations come. It's not such a big deal anymore because it's because you are you are so into God, so into God because because there's nothing else for you, right? Okay, can we turn off the lights and stand up and start praying? And I don't know if you want to, if you're seeking that, if you if you're seeking to fear the Lord, to to really honor and respect Him, and 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 take him for really for who he really is and to have him in your mind and to to regard him as this you know topmost authority that nobody can describe accurately in this world 
if you want that, you can come up front. I mean, you can pray in your seats. You can come up front, whatever you want to do, whatever. If you feel like God wants you to be up front, up here, then come up here. We'll be praying. But let's just keep it in mind that we, we don't have anything good. We don't have anything that lasts. I mean, we are, we are temporary. Our bodies here are temporary. Our, everything that we have is temporary. It is His kingdom that survives. It is only, only who we are in spirit, what we've been doing here, how, whether we were following God or we were, we were walking in our own evil ways. That's what, de- that, that's what determines who we really are. Everything else is secondary. Everything else is an accessory. Everything else is, is, is small details. Everything else is, it, it's, it, this is the real life. The spiritual life is the real life. Our walk with God, that's the real life. That's what counts. That will really, that's what we're really going to have when we come to God. That's what we're going to have. We won't have anything else. Nothing else will come with us. Not, 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 not what we, not, um, what we've done, not what we acquired in this life. Not, not you know, our knowledge will be nothing. Our knowledge will be nothing when we come to God. It's, it's who He made us. It's who He taught us to be in this life. That's what matters. And one day, I know that God wants us to, to, to be reminded of that. That one day we will all be given account. One day we will all be summing everything up. One day, one day. And it will be different times in each one of our lives. But there will be a time when everything will be coming, you know, summed up. And... And there will be, I know that all of us, absolutely all of us, will think we could have done better. No matter how good we'll strive, I mean, no matter how much we'll put and give, we will come to the realization that we, we could have done better. We, we knew that we should have done better because the whole, I mean, the whole creation testifies about God. I mean, there's so much, so much around us. We are... We're in the house of God. We're in His presence. We know Him. He is here right now trying to talk to us. And sometimes we shut Him down. Sometimes we turn away. Sometimes we will decide to follow our own plans. And we know that. And I just, I just want to tell you, if you, if you know that God is trying to tell you something right now, don't, don't turn away. Don't turn away. Don't close the door on Him. Because those moments don't last forever. They, they even... Even if we fear God right now, we can make decisions, a series of decisions that will get us into a position where we will hate God, where we will have no fear, we will have no respect, no reverence for God. It is as simple as just missing, as just, as just missing that opportunity, just failing to answer God's call to do the next thing in our life because He knows what's next in our life. He knows what He wants. He, he knows the plan. He has the design for our lives. He knows exactly how He wants us. And you know what? He made us. He created us. He gave us everything. So He has that. And we came into this world without anything. And that's how we're going to live this world. We're going to live without having anything. 